Listening to the Locked On Broncos podcast, hosted by Cody Rourke, your daily Broncos podcast. Bryce Callahan is entering the final year of his contract with the Denver Broncos. How does he view the team's decision to draft and sign cornerbacks during the offseason? Plus, Jerry Judy, he's looking crisp at Broncos OTAs. How is he preparing for a second season in the National Football League? Plus, Several players are dealing with injuries at OTAs in Broncos camp. We break down all the action on today's brand new episode, Locked On Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast here on the Locked On NFL Network, your team every day. From the South Stands to the End Zone, I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke, Senior NFL Analyst and Director of Video Content at Pro Football Network and Broncos Analyst here at the Locked On NFL Network. You can follow me on Twitter at Cody Rourke NFL. Engage with me in Broncos discussion there. Follow the podcast at Lockdown Broncos, and make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on your favorite podcasting platform, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or the Odyssey app. Not to mention, make sure you're subscribed for the video podcast here on YouTube. Lockdown Broncos, once again, we are close to 4,000 subscribers. We may do a giveaway for one lucky listener of the show once we get there. So stay tuned for all that. But Broncos country, uh, the Broncos were back on the practice field yesterday at the UCL Training Center for OTAs, and next week, things are going to ramp up a little bit more as we get one step closer to mandatory minicamp. Now, starting things off with some Broncos news and notes before we hear from Bryce Callahan and give our reaction on his press conference yesterday and Jerry Judy going over our Broncos camp notes so far. Uh, some additional information, the Broncos, they're beefing up in that cap space area. They have the second most available cap space right now in the National Football League behind the Philadelphia Eagles. Juwan James, $10 million, added an additional $10 million to there. So now they sit at about $28.9 million of cap space. It gives them the opportunity this upcoming season to maybe extend guys like Bradley Chubb, maybe Cortland Sutton. It gives them financial flexibility in comparison to where they've been in the past. So the Broncos, financially, they're sitting in some really good spots right now financially, and it gives them the opportunity to absorb maybe some cap if they were to make a trade. We'll see how things go, but obviously uh, it is now post-June 1st here around the National Football League. And some other news in terms of Broncos OTAs next week, Vic Fangio mentioned in his press conference yesterday after Broncos practice that next week the team will start adding on some 11-on-11, some teamwork, no contact. Same concept what they're doing right now with 7-on-7. you got the offense versus the defense. You're adding in those positions, the additional positions more so on the defensive line. Uh, when you do go 11 on 11 rather than seven on seven. So they're going to get some of that teamwork installation period in. They've added new coverages along the way, according to Vic Fangio. So really waiting to see how things go for the Broncos in that regard. But in terms of some injury news right now, we got to get into pertaining to OTAs. KJ Hamler, according to Broncos head coach Vic Fangio, he tweaked his hamstring and the team is being cautious right now with his injury. Obviously, the hamstring has been something he's dealt with being as fast as he is. He dealt with it at College of Penn State. He dealt with it leading up to the NFL draft. He dealt with it during last season. So there is a little bit of concern. I think if you're just a Broncos fan, you're looking at these soft tissue injuries that KJ is dealing with. It's noted. We had Mario Vitanzi here on the podcast. He talked about because of his stature, because of how fast he is, you always have to make sure his body is in alignment. So Mario's doing his best to work on him. But yeah, the Broncos, 
No sign, conf- no sign for concern right now, according to Vic Fangio, but they're just being cautious with it. He was working off stretching on the side field, according to media reports. So obviously hoping that KJ can get back to 100%, and hopefully the hamstring doesn't bother him going into the 2021 NFL season. In terms of did not practice participants for the Broncos yesterday, Garrett Bowles was dealing with a personal family matter, according to Vic Fangio. He did not participate in practice. Bobby Massey, the Broncos' newest signing at right tackle, did not participate, and Vic Fangio said he had no clue why. So a little bit of surprise there, not knowing why, but there's going to be a little bit more information we're going to give about right tackle coming up here in a moment. Continuously, Kyle Fuller not here just yet. Maybe back next week for mandatory minicamp. Melvin Gordon, we know, is working on his own. Shelby Harris dealing with a medical procedure. He's recovering from that, but he was at practice yesterday. He was in attendance. He was watching, but he did not participate. Same thing with Mike Purcell. He was there. He was in attendance, non-participatory. Duke Dawson still dealing with the ACL. And then Jonathan Cooper had his heart procedure. He's getting up to speed. He flew over to Denver over the weekend, so he should be ready to go at some point in the next week or two, hopefully, in some practice scenarios for the Broncos. Baron Browning has been a non-participant so far, and he dealt with a leg injury, according to Vic Fangio, and rookie minicamp, and that's why he has not participated. So a lower leg injury that he is dealing with has kept him out of action so far at Broncos OTAs. And obviously Bradley Chubb, we know, had an ankle procedure to clean out a bone spur that he had. Obviously not a participant at that point in time. Will be back for training camp. So some other news and notes. In 7-on-7, Jerry Judy, the Broncos social media team, they post some highlights. Jerry Judy looks crisp. His route running, uh, he's beating guys. He's creating separation against defenders. And he also caught some deep passes from Teddy Bridgewater in action there. And we're going to hear from Jerry Jude a little bit later on the show as to the difference between catching passes from Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater in terms of velocity and the different styles that each quarterback has. So looking forward to that from Jerry as we talk to him a little bit later. Vic Fangio also touched on Jerry Judy's growth and maturation. He said that week 17 was a defining moment for Judy with a 92-yard touchdown reception the week after he had all those drops against the Los Angeles Chargers in Week 16. Coach says he sees a much more mature Jerry Judy, and we obviously noticed a little bit of that in his press conference that we're going to get to a little bit later. And some other news that pertains to the right tackle position, Vic Fangio noted that Cam Fleming, Bobby Massey, Calvin Anderson, and Quinn Bailey, all four of those players will be in line to start for the Broncos at right tackle. Once training camp rolls around, all four of those players will be engaged in a position battle at training camp. So obviously we're going to be following that along all offseason here in the Lockdown Broncos podcast. But Bobby Massey obviously missing yesterday's workouts. Will he be back there today? It's something we're going to keep our eye on. But Calvin Anderson is a favorite that we've talked about that I believe personally will win that job. So we'll have to see how things go. And last but not least, Vic Fangio noted that Broncos cornerback Michael Ojemudi, who started on the outside last year, right now in OTAs, he is learning and he's playing the inside coverage position. So in the nickel and in the dime. So he is playing that Duke Dawson role that Duke played last season and also in 2019 for the Broncos rather than playing the outside corner. He's playing it inside, which does translate to the ability to play that strong safety, the hybrid safety type position that the Broncos have Kareem Jackson play right now. Michael Ojemudi, he is learning that as he goes through Broncos OTAs. But Broncos country coming up here in just a moment, we're going to get into our conversation and we're going to talk about Bryce Callahan, who met with the media yesterday. He touched on his expectations for this upcoming season. He touched on his injury history and what he hopes for, not to mention the Broncos secondary is loaded. He shares his thoughts on that. But before we do that, folks, I have to tell you about the sponsors of today's episode of the show. That's our good friends over there at Built Bar and rockauto.com. And with Built Bar, Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market. The bars taste legitimately like a candy bar because they're made out of 100% chocolate. And did you know they have nine delicious flavors? including the limited time flavor. Right now, this is Grasshopper Cookie. It is a perfect combination of cookie, chocolate, 
and it's a little bit crunchy too. So I love it. It's very tasty. It's a limited time flavor at BuiltBar.com. One of my other personal favorites is peanut butter brownie. So I pop it into the fridge or the freezer for about an hour. I take a bite into it and it's delicious. It allows me to indulge in a delicious treat while also staying healthy because Built Bars are healthy for you. They have only 130 calories 17 grams of protein, and only 4 grams of sugar, folks. So that is a great deal. I've had multiple listeners of the show email me and send me messages telling me that they love the box of Built Bar that they've got. Now, I want you to get a box today if you haven't done so already by going to BuiltBar.com. And when you do, use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Once again, that's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. And our good friends over there, rockauto.com. And chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. And rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are always reliably low. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. Rockauto.com is for everybody and does not require a membership or account login. Rockauto.com is also a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. That's reliable service right there, folks. And they have everything you could be looking for for your vehicle, whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, if it's for what you're driving to work in your day-to-day, or if you have a project in the garage you're trying to touch up, they've got everything from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even engine control modules. And best of all, the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and they are the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts elsewhere when you could go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car? or truck right lockdown Broncos in there how did you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts of your car will ever need rockauto.com and as we continue on with today's episode lockdown Broncos just a reminder if you're a Colorado sports fan and you listen to lockdown Broncos every day you should also add lockdown Rockies lockdown Nuggets and the lockdown Avalanche podcast to your daily podcast listening rotation right now the Rocky season is in full swing the Denver Nuggets are in the playoffs right now against the Portland Trailblazers and the Colorado Avalanche are taking on the Las Vegas Knights in the second round of the NHL playoffs and Chris Maselli of Lockdown Avalanche has you covered with that. Adam Ott has met more with Lockdown Nuggets and also the amazing crew over there, the Lockdown Rockies podcast. Check it out on your favorite podcast provider. But jumping into our second part of today's episode of the show, Broncos cornerback Bryce Callahan. He met with the media yesterday at the UCL Training Center after practice. And there's a lot of storylines surrounding Bryce Callahan. There's a lot of people that feel like he might be on the odd man out considering the Broncos moves at the cornerback position, bringing in Ronald Darby, Kyle Fuller, drafting Patrick Sertan. What does that stuff mean for a player like Bryce Callahan who's entering the final year of his deal with Denver. There's not too much focus on that, though, for Bryce Callahan. Bryce is really focused on this year. If he stays healthy, if he plays well, the Broncos will reward him with an extension, and it's good to have that type of depth. I mean, we've talked about it here on the show. Having depth at cornerback has been an issue for the Broncos, dating back, in my opinion, to the last three or four seasons. I remember I went to a training camp, and they had Tremaine Brock. It was when he was on the roster. I mean, Denver, at one point, they played the Cleveland Browns, I believe, was in 2018, where they lost all of their cornerbacks. And then the cornerbacks that they had, Bradley Roby, Jamar Taylor. Jamar Taylor got ejected for throwing a punch. Bradley Roby ended up having a cut on the inside of his mouth, had to get stitches, and was removed from the game. That moved Justin Simmons to cornerback. Denver's been in some dire straits at that position for quite some time, but now they are loaded there. Now, first off for Bryce Callahan, he's coming off of an injury to in the last couple of years. He had that, that broken foot. He had the uh, the screw put inside of it. That screw ended up bending and breaking after getting stepped on at a scrimmage at the Broncos Stadium. And then 
from that point forward, he missed the entire season after being signed as a free agent. Never really got a chance to debut. Last year in 2020, he made his debut for the Broncos, and he did not disappoint in any way, shape, or form. He became one of the NFL's best cornerbacks, and not to mention from the inside and outside. I mean, he played on the inside to start, then he had to move to the outside due to injuries for Denver, and he proved to be the most reliable cover guy outside of Justin Simmons. So Bryce Callahan, his presence was huge. Then he suffered an injury down the stretch of the season. He had to get shut down in the final remainder of the games. That was a big blow for the Broncos. They obviously struggled without him there. So now he's fully healthy. He's ready to attack this upcoming season in 2021. The Broncos have a fairly easy schedule based on the Vegas odds. But right now for a player like Bryce Callahan, for him coming off of a season in the last couple of years where he's dealt with injuries, what is his mindset like and what does he need to do in order to work his way back to getting to the Pro Bowl level he was playing at last season? I'm tired of uh, the injuries more than anybody else, man. And it's it's something you can kind of control and you can't can't control. So it is what it is. But uh, getting back to trying to play how I played last year, I mean, kind of just doing the same thing, you know, uh, diving into the playbook, uh, being relentless in off season, and trying to take good care of my body. So hopefully, you know, that the the injuries stay away. So I've been just trying to be more of a pro. To, to keep the injuries down. And that's going to key for Bryce along the way is just staying healthy. And because the Broncos, they've added so much talent in that secondary, they may not need to have him on the field as much in terms of overall snap count. Yes, he's going to be on the snaps that he plays, but Denver, they can play around with their depth, with different packages, different personnel groupings. That way, maybe Bryce Kellen's not in a position to have so much wear and tear, but really it was a freak accident. He's changed up his diet, the way that he's maneuvered throughout the offseason. As he mentioned, he's becoming more of a pro but on the other side of things, too, when you are a professional athlete in the world of sports, no matter whether it's football or basketball, you're always keeping an eye on the moves that your team makes. But he was asked a question. What were his thoughts surrounding the Denver Broncos going out and drafting a cornerback in Patrick Sertan? And not to mention free agency, signing Kyle Fuller and Ronald Darby. Was Bryce Callahan worried about the Broncos' moves at that point of the offseason and maybe what it means for his future as a Denver Bronco? I want to use the word worry. I was more, I was more excited, you know, having more ball players on the – on the field, this is going to give us all more opportunities to make play and stuff. And obviously, it's always a competition with your job and stuff. I wasn't like worried and stuff. I know it's a competition, and I'm excited to get those uh, to play with those guys out there. Competition is good. It pushes everybody to be at their best, and specifically in the defensive back room. I mean, you're filled with so many talented players that you can steal things from one another. You can build each other. Iron sharpens iron. And that Broncos secondary right now on paper, it looks like it's a legit top five unit, but. The results have to play out on the field. But in the meantime, the Broncos, they did go out and they made a key draft addition with Patrick Sertan. And he's been the talk from Von Miller, Corlin Sutton, various other players. What are Bryce Callahan's thoughts on the Broncos' first-round rookie addition in Pan out of Alabama? He's, he's a baller. Just from what I've seen so far, you know, he has great size. He's a big corner. He's disciplined in his, his technique. And he, he's learning the defense, multiple positions, really fast, which is and this defense, was which is rare for a rookie, so I mean, hats off to him. And it's great for a rookie like Sertan to be able to picking things up quickly, especially learning the inside positions of coverage, the outside. He's learning every position, so for him to be that cerebral, to be able to carry that over on the field is going to give him a huge advantage. Not even mean to where he actually plays like a rookie. He may play like a veteran. That remains to be seen, though. But on the other side of things, for a guy like Bryce Callahan, he gets to go to practice against Cortland Sutton, against Jerry Judy. What were his impressions on Jerry Judy entering his second season in the National Football League? And what it's like to have Cortland Sutton back on the football field here for the Denver Broncos? Good to see my guy Court back, man. Just seeing him back on the field. We all know he's a big impact and, you know, could take a lot of teams downfield. So, you know, getting him back in with the guys is big. And uh, Judy, I mean, 
he's just he's just adding on to uh from last year. I mean, his his uh releases are looking great, his routes are looking crispy. I mean, he's catching the ball, so it's all looking good. And that'll be key for the Broncos, especially in practice. I mean, it's great for the defensive backs to go against a talented uh, wide receiver group like Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick, K.J. Hamler, Noah Albert Oak, Wayburn on the list goes on and on. But it's equally as beneficial for the defensive backs to be able to mash up a little bit. Now, for Patrick Sertan, he's gone against Jerry Judy in practice every single day, going back to Alabama and that wide receiving talent he had there. So this should prepare him for a very fun and strong season here in 2021 as a rookie for Bryce Callahan. Obviously, everybody's getting better. The DBs are making the wide receivers better. The wide receivers are making the DBs better and vice versa. But Broncos country coming up here in just a moment. We're going to hear from Broncos wide receiver Jerry Judy who reflects on what it's like entering his second season in the National Football League, what he can do to clean up maybe some of the drops that he's had. Was it more of a focus thing or was it actually just an issue with his hands? He talks about it. We break it down and we react coming up here in just a moment. But before we do that, I have to tell you about the other sponsor of today's episode of the show that's a good friends over there, betonline.ag. And betonline is the fastest way and the easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. The NBA playoffs, the NHL playoffs, they are ongoing. You can track all the action at betonline. So before the next pitch, head over to betonline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information that they have for you. You don't have to sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs in the playoffs. So head to the website, use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code Locked on. Bet online. Your online sportsbook experts. And Broncos country, as we get into the fourth quarter action of today's episode of the show, we're going to hear from Jerry Judy. Now, looking back at Jerry Judy's rookie season, we've talked about it here ad nauseum. It didn't go the way that he planned. Or I think the many planned. However, when I look back at his rookie season, I see the growth. I see the different processes that he went through. Broncos head coach Vic Fangio mentioned earlier yesterday in his press conference that he's noticed a more mature Jerry Judy dating back. He learned from that week 16 game. That week 16 game was probably his most brutal game he's ever had as a professional player with all of the key drops and a couple of drops that you can make the argument he makes one or two of those the Broncos win that game against LA so the next week against the the Las Vegas Raiders in the regular season finale he comes out he has a 92 yard catch and run I mean nobody on the Las Vegas Raiders could cover him that was evident on the film I mean they nobody could cover him he creates separation we've noticed the trend so far in OTAs especially in seven on seven we're going to see some 11 on 11 work next week he's been able to create separation his routes look so much more crisper which is hard to say because he's the best route runner arguably in the draft last year in the National Football League and you could make the argument he might be the best route runner in the NFL today it goes to stand up against him and Keenan Allen at this point but it's up for debate I want to know what you think in the comment section down below on YouTube or tweet me on Twitter at Cody Work NFL but we had a chance to hear from Jerry Judy yesterday and some of the questions he was asked he was talked about about his the comment that Vic Fangio made about him being a little bit more mature but for him, what does he learn about himself as he enters his second season in the National Football League? I'm mature. Like, you don't know what you get yourself into. Um, the first year into doing something, so this is my second year, and I feel like I learned a lot from my first year, so I know how to, like, overcome, like, whatever I had in my past year does it make this year better. And some of the things he's learned in his second year, leading into his second year, just how to be more of a professional too. You know, one of the things too, some people have knocked his ability to meet with the media, but I disagree with that. I think that the narrative is out there based on some of the offseason stuff. He had some media tours leading up to the NFL draft and he was baited into some really bad questions. He had some on-air talent like Bart Scott and those slappies talking about that he's not professional or anything like that. That's the furthest thing from Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy is very professional. Now for him, after that week 16 game rate, those drops against the the Chargers. I mean, he was 
being blasted. He was being bombarded on social media, on his Instagram section, comments that people were leaving. I mean, he was receiving hate. He was receiving things that he was a bust. People were throwing death threats at him. I mean, that's how bad sports gets at time, in which we can talk about that too, especially seeing what's going on in the NBA with fans now being able to attend and now they're acting a fool. That's another subject. Hopefully, we don't see any of that when the NFL opens things up this upcoming fall in terms of 100% stadium capacity. But for Jerry Judy, it's important to continue to learn how can I get better every single week. And not only that, from year one to year two, year two to year 10, and hopefully have a prolonged career in the National Football League. It's important to be somebody who's always willing to learn and to listen, and he's looking to take that next step here in 2021. But the key is now, last year, focusing on those drops. For Jerry Judy, for often at times when I go back and I watch the All-22 film from the end zone angle, it looks like he's always trying to make a play He's looking to get his eyes to make a play upfield before he even looks the ball, and that was an issue. And Jerry Judy touched on what he's been working on in order to rectify maybe some of those drops that he's been dealing with, especially his rookie season. Will we deal with it more this upcoming season as he enters his sophomore campaign in the National Football League? Here's Jerry Judy. Most of concentration and focus on the ball, you know, I'll be so quick to catch a run and hurry up and make a play instead of catch first, then run. So... That, that mostly what it is, just try to make a play too fast and not focus on the, the bigger pitching in which is catching the ball first. Now, Jerry Judy enters his second season for the Denver Broncos, and this season there will be the time where there's a continuity in the offensive side of the ball. The same offensive scheme is returning to Denver for the first time in forever. However, for Jerry Judy, it was a change going from Alabama's offense to the Broncos' offense last year. Now he gets a little bit of rhythm to have the same offense. He's learned a little bit more. What are his thoughts on entering his second season in the same offensive system? This is my second year. You know, you just know the plays. You know the tempo of the play, the time of the play. So that really helps you on the time of your route running and know what to do in this route and what not to do just because how familiar, familiar I am with the, um, with the plays. So it really helped me a lot on me becoming a better route runner. In order to play. And lastly, Teddy Bridgewater, Drew Locke, they've had the luxury of throwing to Jerry Judy in OTAs and 7-on-7. Seven seven. Next week's going to expand to some 7-on-7 seven seven and some 11-on-11 11 on, 11 on air. You're going to not have that contact aspect to it. I'm eager to see what it's like for Jerry Judy when contact is allowed. Obviously, when training camp happens and there's a little bit more physicality to it, pads popping a little bit, you know, we got to be able to see that from Jerry Judy. But for him, he's had the luxury of being able to catch passes from both Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater, who are engaged right now in a quarterback competition now the question for jerry judy you know with each quarterback drew lock's a different player than teddy bridgewater teddy bridgewater's a different player than drew lock but for a guy who's catching passes from both of them what is it like in terms of catching a pass in terms of trajectory velocity jerry judy has a pretty interesting answer here yeah, it kind of is because you know both of the guys you know they throw they got a different type of spiral or um air to the ball you know drew more of a hard drill uh, and Teddy more of a, a floater. So, you know, you just got to adjust how certain way to throw the ball. So you really got to focus on each person on catching the ball when they come out of their hands. And that's been noted so far in OTAs. Drew Locke has a little bit more velocity coming off of his arm in comparison to Teddy Bridgewater, who we know has not really been a player that's going to test deep downfield. However, in this Broncos offense, if Teddy Bridgewater wins the starting quarterback job, he's going to have to be able to throw the ball downfield because you've got guys like Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler with his speed, Tim Patrick size, no offense, versatility. You have to take shots downfield in this Broncos offensive scheme. There's no excuse for it. He's going to have to be able to do that. For Drew, obviously, the thing about playing with quarterbacks that have so much 
much zip and velocity and power. Sometimes in cold weather, when you get hit by that, I mean, it feels like a missile or something pierced through your hand, especially in that cold weather. The ball gets a little bit harder. You know, for a guy like Teddy Bridgewater, you know, he's the guy that can really put on the touch passes, the nice touch, especially, let's say, on a fade route. He may be able to fit it into what we call a cover two window. It means that the cornerback's playing that cover two flats. You have a vertical seam in between the safety and the corner you absolutely have to hit. Teddy can hit those throws. That's going to be a bread and butter, I think, for Teddy Bridgewater. Touch is perfect, and especially being able to float it. We saw it so far at OTA, some Broncos highlights. Jerry Judy had a couple of deep receptions from Teddy Bridgewater in Tuesday's practice. But the Broncos, they're going to be back on the field here today, folks. We're going to have more media coverage as well as the Broncos leading up to mandatory minicamp next week. Let me know in the comment section down below on YouTube if there's a specific player you want me to focus on, do a deep dive on. We'll be happy to do that as well. Also on Twitter at Cody Work NFL at Lockdown Broncos. But Broncos country, that'll conclude today's episode of the show here on your favorite podcast provider, not to mention the YouTube channel. Make sure you hit that subscribe button as we get closer to 4,000 YouTube subscribers, a daily video Broncos podcast in combination with what you get on your favorite audio podcast platform every single day, covering the team that you root for on Sundays. With that said, I'm Cody Rourke, host of Lockdown Broncos. We're back tomorrow with more Broncos news and notes, more OTA talk. We're also going to hear from several players in the media as well. Until next time, we'll see you tomorrow for a brand new episode of the show.